All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener's question about a topic that they were interested in that they sent to us by either visiting our website techgumbo.net or by sending a text to 225-255-0431. And this week's question is, I've heard you guys say that Facebook and Google know more about me than I know about myself. But is this really true? So that's that's a fun question. We we like that phrase. It's probably not yes. We're gonna assume that there are things that thoughts that exist only in your head, but it's also true that there are some things that you don't even realize that are unique to you that they do know about you. Yes. We may use a little bit of hyperbole from time to time when we're talking about things like how much Facebook and Google really know about you. But when you start considering there's almost 550 data brokers in the United States alone that are collecting things about you so as to sell your information to advertisers. If there's 550 companies collecting your data, they are wanting to know more than just who's Haggai and where does he live. Because each one of those pieces of data by itself may not mean a whole lot. But what happens is whenever you start to connect one piece of data to another piece of data to another piece of data, all of a sudden you can start to make a guess about the fourth thing and the fifth thing. And then you can start to extract a whole lot more information that you weren't given and you can start to make predictions and anytime you're building prediction models the more data you can feed it such as the data of an entire country or a lot of people around the world you can become very certain in your prediction models and that's what they're doing here is that because they have so much data they can then start to make other guesses about you that you've never even told them or that you might not even know is true about you. When they can start building profiles on you based upon biometric things like how you use your mouse, how you click around, how you type, the, the mannerisms in which you're stroking the keys on the keyboard, that's telling in, in a way that they're just putting out a little bit more information about you. And you start making predictions. And so now it's not just, hey, when you're on Amazon and you were looking at a pair of shoes, do you start seeing that same pair of shoes over and over and over? 
Now it's, do you need laces? If you like tennis shoes, maybe you need some dress shoes. Maybe you need some dress socks. Or all of a sudden we notice that your phone has been spending a whole lot of nights next to this other phone. Here's some like date ideas. All these different things that you didn't tell Google that you're now dating someone, but it saw that your phone is now next to that phone five nights in a row. And so it's, oh, by the way, here's uh, something else that you guys can do together. And all these different types of data becomes your phones are not spending nights together. Here's a dating app. And so each one of these different things is information that you didn't even realize that they knew about you, but because they have all the other pieces, they have one through five, they can look at six and be pretty confident as to what six looks like. And so, yes, these companies know a lot about you. And if you were going to try and remove yourself from the internet, we've kind of talked about that in the past. It's not easy to go and just say, I quit, I'm done with the internet. And just by saying, all right, I'm going to stop using Google Chrome, I'm going to go to DuckDuckGo, so now the end, nobody's going to know anything about me. It takes a lot more work than just doing that. Because those data brokers, they're also warehouses. So unless you go to each one of the 550 of them individually and ask them to delete your data, which they're under no obligation to, then it still exists. I have a friend who some data broker at some point in time incorrectly connected some dots around him. And now someone has a record somewhere saying that he has a life insurance settlement. And so people keep trying to sell him structured annuities. And he's like, I don't have a life insurance settlement. I don't know who this person is that you're talking to. And each one of them is like, oh, huh. And so there's no way for him to figure out where those wires got crossed, who crossed them, when they got mixed up, and how to undo it. And so just once every couple months, indefinitely, he's going to get a call from someone trying to cash in the structured annuity, and there's nothing he can do about it. it. It just is amazing how these things happen. Somehow or another, about a decade ago, I got on some sports gambling list. I've never placed a wager on a sporting event in my life. I've watched 60 years worth of sports. Don't get me wrong. I love watching sports, but I'm not a, I'm not somebody who gambles money on sporting events. And all of a sudden, I was getting called daily, sometimes multiple times a day. And I kept telling these people, go away, until finally I asked one guy, hey, how did you get my number? And he said, well, I bought the list. And, you know, you're on tons of lists. And I said, how do I get off the list? And he said, you change your phone number. And that wasn't a good answer for me. And so I was getting text messages and all kinds of things. And I kept hitting stop and reply, unsubscribe and things like that. And I don't get those calls anymore, but it took it took a long time to stop receiving those calls. And it's very, very aggravating. It's one of the things that Senator Cassie was trying to address with his bill about trying to force a central repository for these things, trying to create a licensing program for data brokers. This is the large scale systematic overhaul that we need for this because then you have, you know, we mentioned biometrics, things like how you move your mouse. It's also things like your eye profile, your fingerprints. 
if those get leaked and if, they, if those get hacked, if those get broken into, and that's tied to other parts of your profile, now all of a sudden the hacker has everything about you. And so even more of these things that we're currently using would be compromised. So to answer your question, yes, they do know an awful lot about you and that information is not going away. We want to thank the listener for sending us that question. We're shipping that that Tech Gumbo mug out, that big, beautiful Tech Gumbo mug. Go to our website, techgumbo.net. You can see a picture of it. It's an awesome mug. I love our mug. Very much so. So the big story we wanted to talk about here in the second half of this, this show is what's going on in Europe in this new law they've just passed. It's called the Digital Services Act. And one headline we saw, which we really liked, said that EU beat the U.S. to the punch on new regulations for big tech. I just thought that was such an optimistic and generous framing of the headline. That's like saying that Elon Musk beat me to the punch for buying Twitter. I had intended to. I had plans for it. There were just some small hurdles in the way. Like a couple of commas with zeros on either side of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minor things, minor things. But I was, I was also in the process of that punch. He just, he just beat me to it. Yes, because our highly functional government is busy worrying about who's in power as opposed to what those who really have power are doing with our data. So let's focus on what the Europeans are doing with their power and with their data. So the Digital Services Act is it's a new piece of legislation that will limit how digital giants can target the user's data with online ads. It's a direct shot across the bow at Silicon Valley. Right. And so we mentioned in the previous segment that EU had said to Musk, hey, Twitter needs to follow our rules or else this Digital Services Act is one of those rules that it also has specific guidelines in place about content moderation as well. And so this this Digital Services Act is a, a big sweeping reform that really aims to place users in front of the needs of the tech giants. And no more of this $10 million fine or $50 million fine. If you fail to comply with this, you're going to be facing up to 6% of your global annual revenue. Now, that is how you get people's attention, because the line floats around that if the fine is smaller than the profit, it was worth the price of doing business. Well, if you're starting to charge companies percents of their total annual revenue, that fine becomes larger than the profit, potentially by a lot. And so they actually have to sit there and think about what are the implications of these decisions? So when you look at some of these companies making these, making a hundred billion dollars a year kind of thing, and oh, six percent, and this is not profits. This is six percent of your revenue. So we're going to come back and we're going to we're going to find you six billion dollars. You're going to get somebody's attention real fast. Absolutely. So it also does some other things as well. It prevents 
users from being targeted with ads based upon their gender, race, or religion, and it also prevents the targeting of children with ads. When we talk about them taking a shot across the bow at at big tech or at Silicon Valley, either way you want to look at it, this is no joke. I mean, when you have, you know, former President Obama came out and he was calling for reforms to Section 230 recently. And, you know, the, the political right and the political left are all calling for reform to Section 230 here in the United States, but for different reasons. And they can't agree on what those changes should be. So it's it's a stalemate. It's the rock and the hard place and neither one's going to move to get out of the other one's way. Whereas in, in Europe, they are taking steps. Another thing that they're working on is they are banning so-called dark patterns, deceptive tactics designed to push people towards certain products and services. Because a lot of these tech giants have brought in a lot of psychologists and behavioral analysis, they know exactly how the brain works and what are those weird tricks you can do in order to make people do certain things that they might not even be aware of. Well, this... DSA, the Digital Services Act, is going to ban those. Everything has to be on the street, on the level. It has to be transparent. And if someone wants to buy something, it's not because you're tricking them into it. Don't kid yourself. Don't think that the the big, huge companies didn't know about this and this just snuck up on them and bit them in the butt. The Googles, the Facebooks, the Amazons, all of them. They spent millions of dollars lobbying the European Union to not do this. And the EU said, oh, we're doing it. Oh, we've done it. Another one is that a service has to be just as easy to unsubscribe from as it was to subscribe to. So if it was two buttons to click in and you were subscribed to the service, it has to be two buttons to get out of it. I recently signed up for a trial of HelloFresh. It was seven different screens that I had to go through and it was, Oh, I'm unsubscribing. Well, why? And I had I had to give a reason why. Oh, well, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. What if we give you something? No, I don't want anything. And it was just seven screens that I had to go through and had to answer all the things in order to unsubscribe from because they know if they just make it frustrating enough that some group of people won't do it and they'll just sit there and it, they'll say, I ah, fine, whatever, I'll stay on your service. And so this Digital Service Act is banning that type of behavior. And if you think that these Silicon Valley companies are not paying attention, Google has already come out and said they're going to make it easier to reject all cookies on their Chrome browser, on, on their YouTube or any of their platforms, but it's only available in Europe. So, yeah. You folks here in the U.S. who still use all of our service, we love you and we're thankful y'all. Y'all don't require your elected politicians to enact laws that's going to protect your data and your privacy. We're still going to rake in gazillions of dollars. But if you, the people over there in Europe, okay, they're a little different, fine. We'll let them change the, the cookie settings on Google Chrome and on YouTube, fine. Yeah, and it also shows that it's possible to do. This isn't one of those arguments that, oh, it would destroy the foundation of the company if we did this. No, my guess is that Google's still going to be very profitable in Europe, just not as profitable. And all these people will have much more of their privacy respected. And everyone wins here. 
they still get to use Google. Google still makes money and they aren't being exploited. And that's what happens whenever you have laws in place designed to protect you. The idea that a company such as a Google, an Amazon, Facebook, you name it, any one of the, the big companies, when they're collecting as much data as they, they are, like we talked about opening up this segment, 550 data brokers in the U.S. alone. That's not counting worldwide. That's just in the U.S. Because, oh, by the way, the data brokers are still in the European Union. They are still collecting data in the European Union. If you don't want all of your data collected, if you're okay with some of your data, fine. And that's what this law is allowing you to control how much they know about you, how much they're manipulating you, how much they're controlling what you see. Absolutely. And the if you were to try and do something like this in the U.S., it would be a ridiculous amount of effort. You have to go through and delete all kinds of old shopping profiles, social media accounts, web service accounts. And you'd have to go through a, a tremendous amount of effort to you know, pull your information directly from the websites. You could spend weeks or months doing all of this, and there's no guarantee that would work. Whereas because of these European services, it's centralized. It's in one place that is user-friendly and designed for the average person who's not even a tech expert to be able to negotiate and to interface with. I'm here to tell you with about an 85% certainty, you can't in just in six months time, you cannot pull yourself off of all of these, these data warehouses. You cannot scrape your data and get away in the United States because it's just, it's too pervasive. It's too spread and, and there's so much that's been collected and the rules do not work in your favor. If there's 540, to simply call them and have a 30-second conversation with 540 organizations, that alone is going to take you weeks or months. And so, yeah, it, it really is going to require a large overhaul of the entire system. Otherwise, uh, we're never going to catch up to the EU. I'm amused that you think that there's any even somebody that would even answer a phone at any one of these places. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There, there's no customer service line. There's no, no how can we help. It, even if you could find a website where you would be offered the ability to go in and, and, and clean your data, strip your data, or just remove some of your data, you'd have to find out the names of all these data brokerages first. And... That's not easy, just starting there. And there's also not even any, any guarantee that they have protocols set up for you to delete your data. If you were to say, hey, can you delete my data? They might say, I don't know, we've never tried before. Why would we want to? Yeah, we just don't have a button that says delete. And so it's, it really is that baked into the system how ingrained all of this is. As, as we have done for many, many years, we will continue to chase the, the illusion of trying to find ways to allow you to be in control of your data.
and we will we will advocate for that here on Tech Gumbo. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission, and that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast, which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there... Be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net, or send us a text, 225-255-0431. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.